Prophecy Club. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told my racquetball buddies last night, and that is, and this is the point of the broadcast today, Trump will win. Let me say it again. Trump will win. Now, is that a thus saith the Lord? No. Uh, God has not given me a dream, audible voice, nothing. He in no way has told me that Trump is going to win. However, he has told me, and he has told you, and he's told the rest of the Christians out there that would care to believe him through his prophets. Yes, he has. There's somewhere around six different prophets that say that Trump will win. And I've covered that, so we're not going to cover that today. What I do want to talk about, I want to give you some encouragement. Because just like to my racquetball buddies, <laughs> I walked I walked up and they all, they all looked at me like, I thought you said Trump was going to win. So I looked at him, I, I beat him to punch and I said, so you're going to be asking me, is Donald Trump really going to win? Ha huh, ha. Huh? Well, what about it now? Ha huh, ha. Huh? You know, someone <laughs> like, nah, 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 boo, boo, he hasn't won. And I said, yes, Trump will win. I said, just hang on. It's all a big setup. Look, you do not stop the shoplifter until he has left the store, because until he leaves the store with the merchandise, he has done nothing wrong. And in this case, until all of the votes are in, till they have all of their ducks in a row, all of the evidence, all of the things that they're prepared to present to the public and to the courts, specifically the Supreme Court, they can't say or do anything. However, it is all being set up. So let me start by encouraging you, saying yes for many different reasons. I believe that Trump is going to win, though I cannot say a thus saith the Lord, but I'm quoting of the uh, the others that I believe have heard from the Lord. Now, let me reread this from yesterday's broadcast. This comes to us from Judicial Watch. Now, they're a very credible organization. I see them on Fox News all the time. Judicial Watch, Inc. is a conservative, nonpartisan education uh, organization. It says, and I, several of these words, I can't say those words, uh, because I also, uh, like some other people out there, I also are, I am under a non-disclosure agreement. There are certain words I cannot say. I'm also smart enough to hear that other people have had their YouTube channels pulled because they said certain words. So I'm not going to say those words, but then I don't really have to, because I think the information is still communicated. We don't have to be specific in some things. So it goes on to say, recount votes, Sunday, November the 8th, 2020. A recount of voting ballots nationwide was being done by elite units of the National Guard by early Sunday morning, 8 November. To prevent fraud, official ballots had been printed with an invisible, unbreakable, and registered on a, as of this writing, in five states, 14 million ballots have been put through a laser scanner, 78% of which failed because there was no to verify the ballot. Of those that failed, 100% had checked for Biden. I'm going to reread that last paragraph, and I'm going to reread it because I need to hear it again. <laughs> if I need to hear it again, I figure you need to hear it again. Okay, so a recount of voting ballots nationwide was being done by elite units of the National Guard. Now, pause a second. I do recall that like a day or so after the election, HalTurnerRadioShow.com announced that National Guard had been sent out to 12 different states. So, my opinion, that has been confirmed. Elite units of the National Guard by early Sunday morning, the 8th November, 
to prevent fraud, official ballots had been printed with an invisible, unbreakable, and registered on a as of the writing. Now, let me say, it's registered on this, which I can't talk about, but it is a system that can track. Um, I can't say it can track. Let me just say that. It can track things. It can track things very, very accurately and very specifically. So anyway, they have been fixed up. Let's say it that way. So that these ballots can be verified as a genuine ballot and a piece of paper. That's right. We're not used to thinking that a piece of paper can be tracked. But it can. Okay. This piece of paper, these ballots can be accurately tracked, accurately tracked. Can't talk about that. Anyway, 14 million ballots have been put through a laser scanner, 78% of which failed because there was no mm, to verify the ballot. Of those that failed, 100% were checked for Biden. In other words, the Dems have been cheating. But I don't think they've been cheating just to this election. I think they've been cheating for 30 years. It's just that they finally got caught with their hand in the cookie jar because a guy came along that was bought and paid for, and it was outside the system, and wanted to put a stop to it. Anyway, let's go on. An initial test showed that according to these into the Trump won, I'm sorry, Trump won re-election by over 80% of the legal ballots cast. Did you hear that? 14 million ballots so far scanned, 78% of which were not legal ballots. Those that were legal ballots, about 80% of them were marked for Trump. The final validated vote tallied in the test. Trump, 73.5 million votes. Now, this is not the whole nation. This is only uh, just 14 million ballots. Trump won election by over 80% of the legal ballots cast. The final validated vote tallied in the test. Trump, 73.5 million votes to Biden's 25.9 million. And that didn't even count for the Trump votes that people observed being tossed into the trash. Now, again, this comes from Judicial Watch. Can I verify this? Well, no, I can't. But I don't think we have too many more days before we're going to see this thing come to pass. Now, why do I say that? Because I've met Dana Coverstone, not just once. I've gone to dinner with him. I've had him stay in my home. I think there is no question. In my opinion, he is one of the most humble men that I've ever met. And I think the thing that impresses me the most about Dana is he is in the process of writing a book about accountability. At the uh, Topeka Solemn October Assembly, he told us about a book he is writing. And he said that when I get home on Sunday, as I do every afternoon, I write a letter or an email to six men in my congregation, six men that I'm held accountable to. And I tell them the things that I'm struggling with. Now, he calls it struggling, but he's probably at, at a much higher level than you and I. What you and I would say is, we're going to tell these six people some of those secret, dirty little thoughts that we're always wrestling with. Some of those things that were not as, uh, how do I say it, as holy as Jesus would want us to be. So he actually writes a letter to six people every week, and he's been doing this for like 10 plus years, okay? So stop a minute. 
Can you imagine if you were to write a letter to six people that you have sworn to be accountable to, they have sworn to you to keep those things silent and to pray for those things so that you won't do them again. And you have sworn to them, in a good way, not in a bad way, to be open and transparent, to talk as if there's nothing hidden. And he keeps saying that the devil's secret weapon is secrecy. Those things that are done in secret are usually evil. So his whole life, let me say it again, his whole life, his whole life, (laughs) I'm talking about the little secret thoughts, his whole life is open to six other men that hold him accountable. And he tells them openly, if he is having trouble in his marriage, fighting with his wife, having an argument with his daughter, um, some congregation members a problem, whatever is going on, he is totally 100% open and transparent. Okay, so Stan, so big deal. I'll tell you what, so big deal. I have never, in my 67 years, ever heard of anybody being so open and accountable. When you are that open and you are that accountable, and I can tell you right now, I don't want to be. I can tell you right now, I'm struggling with thinking about doing that because I, I dare say... I dare say that there's not more than two or three people in all of America that is that open. See, because when your life is truly an open book and you've allowed six people to know your deepest, darkest, secret little thoughts, not to mention that you're doing them, okay? When you're willing to do that, to me, that tells me you got a pretty clean heart, bub. You got a pretty clean heart. So when people come against Dana Coverstone, they are coming against a high degree of holiness. I did not say all holy because Jesus is the only one that is holy. But it's a high degree of a very, very clean heart. So when they're coming against Dana Coverstone, my opinion, my opinion, my opinion, they're making a very, very, very big and serious mistake before the Lord of the universe, before the Holy One of Israel before the only one that is holy, they're coming against one of his most cleanest servants. That's why he was given these dreams. That's one of the primary reasons. See, I can tell you this. He can't tell you this. I I can tell you. I've talked with him. I know Dana Coverstone pretty well. Again, I've been to dinner with him, had him speak two different times. He stayed in my home. We've had some good conversations. I know Dana Coverstone pretty good. I've hugged his neck. I rubbed oil. If you, I don't know if you guys got that or not, but after the uh, service on Sunday, I asked if I could pray for him to receive the prophetic gifting. You know, as an apostle, that's what apostles can do is give prophetic giftings. And I said, can I pray for you to receive the gifting of a prophet as in the office of a prophet? He said, yes. And I said, well, can I put more oil on you than just a ladab? He said, yes. <laughs> and so I had, I believe it was uh, 10 milliliters of oil, the revelation oil, the oil that I pour on people to receive the spirit of revelation. And of course, him being bald, it went every place. So I poured the, <laughs> I poured the whole 10 milliliters on his head and yep, it went every place. But I, that wasn't good enough. I mean, I prayed that he would receive the office of a prophet. Let me say it again. I prayed that he would receive the office of a prophet, but then I rubbed it in. I prayed. 
I prayed in earnest that this man would hear God, walk close to God. And he emailed me the next day, and he said, I'm still digging oil out of various places on my body from where you rubbed that in. Because I did. I, I rubbed in good, and it was a whole bunch. It covered his whole, I mean, it was in his eyes. It was every place. Not that I put it in his eyes. It just ran down his eyes. He took his glasses off. He was wiping oil. So I say all that to say, can we believe Dana Coverstone really heard from God? Brothers and sisters, you better know. You better know that man is hearing from God. And I will stand by him like I stand by Demetri Dudeman. I know Dana Coverstone. I know he's hearing from God. Now, again, we come back to the same question. Does everything God say always come to pass? No. Because like Jonah, a lot of times, he said, matter of fact, I'm doing everything I can. Uh, to make Coverstone another Jonah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can to stop these bad things from coming on America. And I believe God wants us to pray and to stop them. Yeah, well, just how do you know God wants to stop them? Here's how I know this. This comes to us again from Dana Coverstone. This is his most recent dream. You probably have not heard this one. It's called Hold the Wall. He said, I saw a bunch of people holding a wall, holding a wall, pushing against the wall like they were supporting it. Behind that wall was a large amount of water. I saw hundreds of thousands of people holding that wall up, pushing against it, holding the wall tight. I could see the wall shifting and moving, and sometimes the wall would push the people back until they rebraced themselves and then began to push against the wall and held it back in place. Then... Some of them were answering their cell phones. They would get a ring, get distracted. One person stepped away from the wall, answered the phone, started talking, and forgot about the wall. They got involved in conversation. They walked off. Some people even said, well, I've got other things to do. I've got a busy life, and they stopped praying. Others announced that they had to go. Little by little, people began walking away from the wall. Every time someone walked away from the wall, there was a gap left in the wall, and the wall began to push back against the people. Fewer people holding the wall meant others had to rebrace themselves and push harder because fewer people were holding the wall back. Now, before we go further in this, and we're only halfway through, what's the wall? The wall is what the devil wants to do. The water behind it is all the bad things that the devil wants to bring upon us. Those people pushing against the wall, well, those are the Christians that are praying against what the devil wants to do. Now, you think just anybody can pray against the devil? Oh, you better know, no, no, no. If you don't have a clean heart, you start praying against the devil, he will tear your life up. You have to be clean. You have to put on your full arm of God every day. Look, if there is a hole in the wall, if there is a crack, if there is any place where the devil can sneak in to come steal and destroy, he will. He will put an end to you praying against him if there is any way he can. That's the reason I believe that God came to Coverstone. I believe that's the reason he chose Coverstone, because he probably has, in my opinion, one of the cleanest hearts I have ever seen. Now let's go back to what Coverstone said. 
It reminded me of the story of the boy in Amsterdam who put his finger in a hole in the dock and held it there through the cold of the night until he was found the next morning and the dock was repaired. We have been holding the wall since September. We cannot stop holding the wall. We cannot walk away nor be distracted. We must keep praying. We must keep seeking, fasting, and trusting the Lord. A pastor friend of his from Pakistan, which is one of the ministers that we had at the Solemn October Assembly and the Solemn September Assembly and the last two Sevenfold Miracle Crusades, and when it took us off to Malaysia to minister in several other places, I'm talking about Pastor Masi, a pastor friend from Pakistan told him that he's going to pray and fast through the inauguration, and I think that's probably a good plan. Once again, Christians, we cannot step back from holding the wall in place. We are keeping a lot of bad things from happening in this country. Once we get the victory in this election, once we get the victory, he didn't say if, once we get the victory in this election, we must not stop holding the wall. That's the reason George Washington was trying to say in the other dream, hold the fort, toe the line, and fight. We must not lay down our swords. We must not be run over. We don't want... The bad things to come. We want the election to be victorious for the Christians. We must be holding the wall, holding our position, staying braced. Even in the breathed room, I saw, who were people were doing everything they could to stay braced. It's not that they weren't breathing. They were holding their breath. They weren't panicking. But even the voice said, you know, stay braced. But don't breathe yet. So keep fighting. Keep holding the wall. Don't move from your place. We've come a long way, but we can't let down our guard. We can't stop praying. We've got to continue fighting and pushing on the wall. Now, I want to go back up to what Coverstone was given August 17th of 2020. I call it Trump wins. I saw a finger appear and circle November 3rd continuously in a clockwise fashion. Suddenly, it changed to a counterclockwise fashion. Now, I believe that that is changing from the old world order to the new world order. Changing and getting rid of the 400 years guarantee of God putting his hand upon America to the last days where he's going to be bringing in, through his spirit, a tidal wave of souls into his kingdom. It's saying that there's a change from the old way, we're changing to the new way. Changing from the old world order based upon the Bible, changing to the new world order based upon a powerful sevenfold miracle move of his spirit. I believe that's what it's saying. There were cities on fire. And headlines everywhere that read, this is important, Trump's victory challenged. See, that has not arrived yet, but he's saying that's coming in November. I believe we're going to see that in the next week to 10 days, somewhere in that ballpark. And that's going to be the thing that is going to ring the bell. Then after that, it, the bell rang, and that's when the protesters woke up. That's the ringing of the bell. That's the reason in the other dream, the... Bell was blown up and split in half. In other words, America is divided. We're no longer one bell. We're no longer one nation. We are a divided nation. Then after that, the obvious winner is not so obvious. Well, that's where we are right now. Everybody is proclaiming, oh, Biden won, Biden won. This is a tradition. Well, it's the tradition that the media people announce who is the president. But that's not the law. He's not president until the electors elect him, and then he is sworn into office. I saw a person with a sign that read, the obvious winner is not so obvious. 
I saw more cities with pillars of smoke burning them. Then the headlines declared rebuilding would take time and trust would take even longer. Now, hang on. What's it saying? I believe that that's rebuilding. It's talking about our trust in the election system, trust in our government, trust that America is still a Christian nation. Rebuilding would take time, meaning that the next election, the next anything the government wants to do and be believed is going to have a hard time. Trust would take even longer. It's going to take a long time before we see people believing and trusting in the election. Somehow, they've got to figure out a way so that everyone knows that one person gets one vote and that vote cannot be changed and that vote can be verified. I would like to see somehow where you can go online and you can see this is what your vote represented and we've got to have we got to have some way to where we absolutely positively know that it's all accurate. Rebuilding would take time and trust would take even longer and government could not do it in a timely fashion. So it's saying that America is not going to be returning to normal anytime soon. There's going to be a healthy skepticism for people everywhere for a long time. Now, this next paragraph is a big paragraph. But it's all talking about the Conestega wagon. And I believe it's talking about how there's a giant trap that the bad people get caught in and Trump escapes from. Bottom line, I believe that that Coverstone was chosen because of his clean heart. I believe he was chosen for his humility. And in my opinion, there is no question. I'll say it again. There is no question. He absolutely positively is hearing from God and you can trust what he said. Now, the bad things, when those bad things don't come as he said, that's good. When they don't come as hard, or maybe they don't even come at all, that's a good thing. That shows that we're holding the wall. That shows that we're doing our job to the very best of our ability. Now, let's go to the series of dreams that Coverstone received from Friday, August, August 28th to September 4th. I call it Ash and Shelters. He said, I saw the calendar of December. So this is what's happening in December. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I believe it is showing that the electricity goes off and the electricity goes off because the suitcase nukes are released. And I believe that the suitcase nukes are released because we finally mess with the evil elite. Trump finally takes them out by this giant trap called the election. They get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, so they throw the last thing they can at him, which is suitcase nukes, which takes out the electricity and all of these things he's about to talk about here. I saw the calendar of December. I saw a finger underlined slowly, like it was pushing slowly and forcefully, underlined the name of December, and it flipped over to January, then underlined it just as slow and was pushing. Then the vision started. The first vision I saw along food lines. All right, pause. That means if you do not have food, so if you're told you cannot leave your house or it's unsafe to leave your house for four months, then you need to solve that solution. You need to find the solution for that, which, of course, I'd recommend you go to heavensharvest.com. Use the promo code STAND because that helps your prophecy club. It flipped over to January. I underlined it slowly. Then the visions started. The first vision I saw long food lines, people waiting for what seemed like hours, standing in line, not in cars. Why? Because the electricity had gone out. Why? Because the suitcase nukes went off. 
I saw ships and ports on both east and west coast sitting idle. Nothing moving at sea, globally. I saw the headline, Baltic Dry Index is dead, meaning not a ship on the planet is moving. I'd like to think we prayed this away. We prayed really hard for it not to come. But there's like six different people who've seen this. It's going to be really hard to pray that away. Probably, probably. Well, let's put it there. I don't want to say it, but you better be prepared for it. Skipping. I saw what looked to be like shopping malls. They've been converted into shelters, living quarters, like the Hurricane Katrina. People sheltered in football stadiums. Businesses, shopping malls, shuttered. People in cots. Food outreaches. People who are misplaced, like homeless shelters. People in the shelters. I saw shuttered properties. People in homes wearing coats with closed curtains. In other words, they couldn't leave their house. That has been a constant vision. People inside their homes looking out, saying, what's going on? When I look at people looking out of their curtains, I see more of this dark gray snow stuff on the road. In other words, nuclear fallout. I saw headlines reading, nationwide outages plague the Southwest. Another headline said, Americans don't know who to blame for darkness. No. Why is it that they don't know? Because the 20 to 50 suitcase nukes were brought into the country back in the early 90s, just set off here in the last few days. Some of the darkness stretched into Canada, stretched into Canada, but was not everywhere. I saw America with lights flickering. It was like the whole country outlining the United States of America, including Alaska and Hawaii. It was like right before a light goes out, flickers and starts flashing. It looked like America was a light bulb about to go out meaning our nationwide electrical grid goes down. I saw vultures with food hanging out of their mouth. Vultures, heavy and fat, with rotting food hanging out of their mouths. In other words, the refrigerators went out, so the people had to throw the food out, and this is the birds eating the food. Now, I believe this is talking about the people that have and control the suitcase nukes. I saw the St. Louis Arch. People standing under the arch wearing expensive business suits, expensive watches, at their feet with large briefcases that reminded me of nuclear suitcases. Suddenly, all the alarms went off at the same time. They grabbed their briefcases, jumped into their black SUVs, and drove off in all directions. I noticed each one of them had a Wall Street Journal newspaper, meaning their business people. I saw more headlines, market crashes, yields lost. One of the headlines declared sympathy for the swastika. Groups of Christians were going around spreading hope, saying, remember Jesus had to flee in the winter and kept encouraging the people with faith. I'm telling you, Coverstone is hearing from God, and there is no question this is of God. Now, will it come to pass? Well, not if you and I have our way about it. The reason God gave us this is to stand on the wall, to toe the line, to, to fight, to keep the fort. Jesus is saying this is planned It's coming against your nation, but you can stop it, but you must pray. The white figure rose out of one of those lights and said, Brace yourself, brace, brace, brace yourself on the word and my promises. Do not rely on your own strength. He is saying that this is what the devil is trying to do. Let me say it again. He is saying this is what the devil is trying and wants to do. These are the plans of the devil. He's revealing the plans of the devil. Does it mean it's going to come to pass? Again, not if you and I have our way about it. So brothers and sisters, yeah, we do need to prepare. Yes, but 
we must pray. We must continue to push on that wall. We must continue to hold the fort, to toe the line, to fight. Everything Coverstone is saying, this does not, this does not have to come to pass. But if we don't pray, brothers and sisters, it will come to pass. If we don't pray. But I believe we can soften or delay what we can't pray away. When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPshield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPshield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPshield.com. EMPshield.com. Click like, share, and subscribe. Click like, share, and subscribe.